Wait, are we going? Yeah, we're going. I've been going. I've been going since day one. <laughs> I actually haven't stopped recording since episode one. I have <laughs> I seventy three terabytes worth of one you gigantic <laughs> audio file. So it's uh, we're going. It's Tuesday. It's December fifteenth. It's uh, it's the on taking pictures podcast. That's on right. taking pictures photography podcast on taking pictures on OTPPP on taking pictures photography podcast o- t- OTPPP you down with OTPPP <laughs> uh, that's too much PP oh. <laughs> at your age what oh. Oh, okay so it's episode 190 and uh, this should be a good one yeah, well, it is the penultimate episode before Star Wars is released. Right. You know, I was going to start singing It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas, but it's not. No, no, it's not at all. <laughs> it's like 70 degrees on you the You were actually coast. looking forward to actually having snow for Christmas, weren't you? It's, it's not, yeah, it's weird. It's, no, we're I, not going to have snow. It, it, jeans and a t-shirt. I've been in yeah. jeans and a t-shirt like, like being back in California. Yeah. But without yeah. the good produce. Oh. <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> yeah, I see, I see what you did there. Yeah, but I, I, I like I like spending four ninety nine on Honeycrisp apples. A pound. Ugh, you know nothing, nothing nothing wrong with that. Go back go back to California. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong with that. Hey, two avocados for seven dollars. Hmm. See, they're like a buck ninety nine a piece no, here. No, they're, they're, it's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, hey, you, you know. The, uh, well, what are you upset about? You've I'm going to take a minute. For the last I'm going to No, I, I have not. Yeah. Okay, so first of all, Craig Ward. Craig, yeah, yeah. does Craig listen? Uh, I do not know. Hi, okay, Craig. Craig. Craig posted this thing on Facebook that I have been watching on and off for for days now. What's that? And and it is it's a it's an animated GIF of 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 the science of happiness. Okay. Right? It is uh, here. Let me get to it because I'm going to get the chemical wrong. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, so it's an animated GIF of uh, molecules of-, of the protein myosin drag a ball of endorphins along oh, an active thing. filament into the inner part of the brain's parietal cortex, which produces feelings of happiness. Yes. Okay. And I'm looking at this thing, and and maybe we can, I don't know. Can we link? How do we link to that? Uh, I'm sure I can figure. You can out. find you, it. You, you can keep find going. I'll, anyway, I'll it. so it's this little. It's this little. Dun, 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 dun. It's this little protein walking along and it's literally walking along a filament it looks like it's an animation it's just it does yeah it it does not look real and it is so perfect so that link is in the show notes now okay so so this thing this thing in and of itself has got my mind spinning the fact that that does that the fact that it does it and and it it it's like did it evolve so perfectly was there is there intelligent design i look at this kind of stuff and i and i it I, it makes me think about intelligent design and, 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 and something beyond, but then I go, well, maybe it takes 6 billion years to get it just so. Yep. I don't know. But it, either way, it is miraculous and hypnotic watching this thing. It so is check, cool. check that out. All right. Uh, anyway, so that's, that's one thing. So thank you, Craig, uh, for, for, and he, Craig posts really for interesting blowing stuff. Your mind. Yeah. He posts interesting stuff. Yeah, he does. So, so uh, I, I, I happened to watch the Senate hearing 
the whole thing on climate change, right? Okay. And and with the summit in Paris, and so I've been reading more and seeing what came out of that. And and there, there was I was watching this particular Senate hearing, and and it's it's got Ted Cruz. Uh, Basically disrespecting this this naval officer slash scientist about climate change. And the thing that, that bugs me about this stuff is if you if you don't believe climate change is real, okay, fine. That's fine. Okay, whatever. But he he's he's referring to him and everybody else who believes that it is real as climate change alarmists. Or glo- I'm sorry, global warming alarmists. Okay, yeah. Which Shouldn't we at the very least demand our leaders to show a modicum of respect towards towards, towards those toward? Well, just towards things they don't agree with. You can fine, Senator Cruz, you cannot agree with it. But how far do you think I would get if I were talking to Senator Cruz and started with, well, you and all the other Jesus freaks? Yeah. Okay. Or you and all the other holy rollers or you and all the other, you know, yeah. religious wackos. Yeah. How far do you think I would get? Uh, Probably not very far. No. So, so, and, and I think this race here in the U.S. Yeah. is going to get ugly, and it's going to get ugly fast. Oh, it's going to get nasty. And shouldn't we, at the very least, demand those who would represent us to the world to be respectful? Uh, I believe yes. However, the, the problem is, is that there are the... 10, 15 percent of people somewhere in the electorate who are swayed by such talk. And for those people where it's all about fear or whatnot, um, uh, it's effective. And these people need to fight for every yard they can get. You know, it's it's I, just I, it's a, I'm not saying I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just saying it's just it's a reality. Yes, yeah, it stinks. It's it's just drives you crazy. Uh, it really does. It really does. Well, I, there, I there, keep... there was a, there's a town in south carolina i think it was there was an article yesterday where the town banned solar farms in its town and people got up and and argued saying that if we put a solar farm down then the trees in the area won't get enough sunlight because the solar farm will suck up all the all the sunlight if if you put the solar farm over the trees yeah yeah (laughs) and one of them was a science teacher right and you're just like what yeah. You know, well, I mean, what, again, what Thomas I, I, Jefferson once say, you know, you need a uh, we want education because we need an educated electorate in order to make decisions. You know, it just uh, yeah. it, it just drives me crazy that that it, it devolves so quickly and it becomes these these sort of petulant school children name calling on the on the playground. <sighs> yeah. The problem is, if you stand up and try to be the better person, you usually just get clobbered. It's like, you know, nice guys finish last. And they're just both. But look, I'm not I'm not picking a side and saying one side's better than the other. They're both just making shit up at this point. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it, it kind of goes back to uh, that, that terrific scene with uh, with Burl Ives and, you know, and Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Where he's like, you smell that? The smell of mendacity. You smell, you know, they, yeah. and it's just. Yeah. Uh, I love the, I love that. 24 scene. Anyway, hour news cycle. It just. It just boggles me, and and you you keep hoping every time. Just stop every, watching. Every time we get to these points of 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 choosing a new king, yeah, uh, you hope it's going to be better, and can, it, and it just. Can, can I just say one thing that yeah, may sure. or may not make you feel better? Sure. I, I've been I've been reading slowly at night, just a few pages a night, to make myself a little drowsy. Uh, the that Bill Bryson nineteen twenty seven book. Oh right, and, and, and you're, you're liking it. 
Oh, it's fantastic. All, all of his books are great. Um, but one of the things they talk about is how Teddy Roosevelt was supporting the Republican candidate when I think uh, Calvin Coolidge or Herbert Hoover, I forget what the what the thing was. Anyway, they were saying the same crap back then, and that was 100 years ago. So it's it's not like it's really gotten any worse. I think you just notice it more because there are you know 17 channels on the news that have to talk about nothing else and social media Maybe. and whatever so i guess i'm just Maybe. saying yes but i think it's always as it was yeah well it, you're I right that i think, I think that better. well i think that 24 hour thing is probably true and, and Ugh, that that awful. gets me to to the whole notion of of whether or not whether or not technology specifically the internet let's say let's yeah. let's let's rain it down there makes people happier uh yeah i I don't know that in a day-to-day thing it does i I don't think it i mean i know it doesn't for me yeah yeah you know and and maybe that's partially because you know uh, what we do is so tied to technology in the internet well i you know what i'll tell you the on saturday i went to a christmas party over a old friend's house and um i've known him since 93 at UConn. And there was a guy who came who showed up, this guy, Mike Blancaflor, who's an old friend of mine that I went to some harmony classes with at UConn, and I've known ever since then. And we don't see each other much every few years, you know, like, we, oh, hey, Mike, you know, that kind of thing. Right, right, right. Uh, and he walked in, and he came over, and he gave me a big hug, and we were talking for a minute. He goes, man, I want to tell you, like, you have an amazing eye. He's just like, every time you put stuff up, blah, 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 because, you know, I put it up on Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, him telling me that in person is worth a thousand like buttons on a web page. Sure. You know what sure. I mean? Sure. Yeah. So there is the, so I think that it's it's <laughs> I think that the feedback we get from the internet isn't not nearly as um weighty as people make it out to be, you know, mm-hmm. or or nearly as impactful as it as it as the real thing as it were. And I know that's yeah. a judgment. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just <clears throat> odd. It's just odd. Anyway, yeah. the, sorry to digress, but uh, Are you a digression over with. Yeah, it was yeah. For now, brackets for now. It just uh, it just leaves such a bad taste in my mouth. It's like Jesus, can't you people just? I, I get it that you don't agree or you think that they're wrong and you're right, but do you have to immediately go to the jugular? Yeah, it's sure. just. Bleh. I know it's icky. Anyway, uh, now let's beat up on some contemporary art. <laughs> <laughs> you contemporary art denialists, right? Exaggerators. Right. Uh, what do you? You've got Mike's letter in here. You you want to talk about Mike Sakazagawa's email? Our our response to why the uh, the the pri- the British portrait prize we don't get it. Remember the picture of the girls at the table, right? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. <clears throat> um, Let's see. I reread uh, the whole thing again this morning just so I have it fresh in my mind. I think Mike, speaking for myself, I yeah. think Mike is right on in in the way that that I typically respond to art. I typically respond to art based on my belief or understanding around the process that went into making it. Uh, yeah, 
Yep. Yep. And aesthetics and visual yeah, aesthetics. And, and, and visual. <clears throat> right. And, and sometimes. Yeah, he, said, he said you focus very heavily on the visual aesthetics. You talk about how, how uh, being gorgeous or stunning or beautiful. You talk about lighting or composition or style or gesture or motion or technique. And you're pretty skillful about talking about those things. Wait for Thank the you. butt. Thank you. But. Oh. <laughs> in the There's always a but, Sakasagawa. <laughs> but in the context of contemporary art. Uh, what you guys talk about mostly is the how of art and the contemporary art world is not really concerned about the how, but rather with the why. And with very few exceptions, you guys don't really engage with the why of a piece of art. In fact, most of the time when you even acknowledge that aspect of it is to dismiss that aspect, usually while reading an artist's statement as pretentious. Sometimes they are pretentious. Uh, Sometimes I feel like they back into the meaning that, that, and, yes. And, yep. 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 You know what? This is kind of an interesting. But isn't this? I an love this letter. And, and before we even jump too far into it, Mike, thank you for taking. Oop, I just whacked my mic. Can can we not, can not we uh, put this somewhere? I don't Mike, know. Can we'll we ask Mike, Mike and we'll we'll stick ask it up Mike. on the group if if the Google Plus group if I'm taking pictures. Uh, yeah, we'll Mike, put it up there. Uh, send us a note if it's okay. If it's not, that's cool too. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's it's. I love this, and I love that you 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 are you are so. Um, don't gush too much. Generously critical. <laughs> fairly critical. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, in the way that you approach your interactions with us. And I, and I appreciate that. It's not – you give me a lot, of, a lot of things to think about, and I appreciate that. So thank you for taking the time to do this. And, and yeah, I mean, so let's get into it. I, 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 I'm not disagreeing at all. I sometimes if I – if I don't connect with a piece uh, pretty straight away – then it really doesn't matter to me by and large, and there are exceptions, but by and large, it really doesn't matter to me what it's trying to say if I don't connect with it on some sort of visceral level or, or visual level for that matter. Yeah, it's, 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 it's got to be there first and then the explanation adds to it. If it's not there at all and it's really just the artist saying, well, then go write an essay. Yeah, I mean it's it's <laughs> kind know, of like, it's 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 kind of like when I uh, some of the the restaurants that that I would I've visited in Portland where you have this sort of provenance of of well it's grass fed and humanely da, 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 and there's this big long list and you take a bite of it and you're like yeah but this tastes like ass yes yeah no absolutely I you know it's interesting that you just you said something right before you started talking about thanking Mike where you said it feels like they backed into it. Like, like they came, in a lot they, of cases, like yes. they came up with a statement to make, and then we're just like, hmm, how can I make that statement in photography? And it's like, well, that's sort of going the or wrong painting way or about sculpture, it. yeah, 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 or whatever. Yeah. Sure, yeah, it's kind of like that's to me that feels like it's 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 going the wrong way. Although this actually sort of aligns with the conversation we had a couple weeks ago when I was talking about our fr- friend of the show, Todd Reynolds, the way he makes music feels really odd to me just because it does it seems like wait you're going you're coming around this way to get to that end result and to me i've always thought about it going this way so maybe we're just thinking about it wrong maybe i mean todd's a good example i listened to a couple of his records that he put that he has uh on his is it band 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 is is in town band camp band is in town one of those yeah uh and uh i i there are some of the some of the cuts that I just don't understand. Yeah. Okay. I just like, don't get it. I don't get where he's trying to get to. I appreciate the technical sure. and compositional artistry that he's put in there. But I just it's like some of the some of the, the, the stuff that Miles Davis did, some of the stuff that Coltrane did. Sure. I can listen to it and I just it's so far beyond 
what I'm capable of, of making sense of. Right. That I don't understand it, but I appreciate what went into it. And I feel very similar about certain pieces of art. I may not understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. But I appreciate what you put into it. It is, although, I mean, okay. So in that argument, we're basically saying you don't have enough knowledge to understand this next step along the timeline. That kind of thing. Like, if, like I have a lot more, say, musical education than you do, right? So mm-hmm. if I listen to Todd's stuff, maybe I hear stuff in it that's counterpuntally interesting and whatever it is. Yeah, I like, don't even know what that means. Well, exactly. So, so maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's the argument. But the thing is, with art, I know you and I are not curators or anything like that, but we're way, we're way ahead of your average person out there. In, in looking at stuff and noticing stuff and going to see work and discussing it and all that kind of stuff. So if we're not getting something, I feel like, who is? Are there like 15 people in a room somewhere who understand some of this stuff? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, one of the things that, that Mike writes in here, and I, I, again, I hope this is okay, Mike. Uh, he, he writes, my biggest gripe about the art world is not that intellectualism is an invalid approach to art, but rather that the art world is too narrow. There's work being made that fits the current mold that I think is fantastic. However, I think there's also a lot of work that doesn't get the acceptance it should because it's too focused on, for example, emotion. It gets written off as sentimental and ignored, and I think that's a shame. So he's so basically he's he's saying the the, the art world is too uh, concentrated on work that is sort of against sentimentality and more intellectual, and and, and that and there's maybe, room for both in the world. Yeah, and maybe that's why there's so much of contemporary art that I don't get because I don't feel anything from it. Yeah, sure, maybe. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um I, I want to have sort of uh, an emotional experience, you know, I, like, for example, uh, Rothko. Yeah. Or or somebody like Helen Frankenthaler or, you know, the, the big color field painters. Yep. I don't care what you're trying to say with it. Right. But well, I react to what you're saying. I react to the color, the composition, the the architecture, if you will. Yeah. But somebody like your your Rauschenberg fetish like i i see rauschenberg stuff a little harsh (laughs) i i like rauschenberg now that we've talked about it and we discuss it and stuff like i like it but Mm -hmm. i don't i would never put any of his work on my list of 10 or 15 favorite pieces of art to me it doesn't it's like and his stuff you could argue is supposed to say stuff you know, uh, yeah, especially it's supposed when you to be it some sort of commentary. Right, yeah. It's not supposed to be just color fields that you well, and, get from what even, you want from it. Even Rauschenberg, I, I mean, one of my favorite pieces of art, never mind that it's Rauschenberg, but one of my favorite pieces of art is Rebus. Right. I don't know what he's trying to say with it. I've, right. I, People have analyzed it, though, and could probably tell you what. Sure, sure. Right. I, I look at, here's a guy who, who wandered around his neighborhood and found things to put in these combines and and you know i i've i've on a large degree and i admit this freely romanticized his process i've romanticized his outcome i've romanticized his body of work isn't that noble to go take you know junk and turn it into art or or because you couldn't afford canvas you used a bed sheet or you didn't you know you that kind of thing right. i've i've romanticized that so so to mike's point yes i've i've latched on to my own sort of manufactured 
emotional well, connection okay, to well, his work. Well, that's kind of interesting even there, though, that, that what Rauschenberg was doing was something more along the intellectual side of art, but what you connected to in it was a romantic version of what you thought he was going through his huh. mind. Yeah, that's so a good point. What, what you were, yeah, what you were responding to was probably not what he was trying to get across, but rather your own sort of biases of what you enjoy and get off on, and you kind huh. of attach that to his work. You know, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, it's kind of weird though, right? Yeah. So that's kind of interesting even that. I don't know. It's, yeah... Mike's got a good uh, it's 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 a good note and and I I understand what he's saying and and I I agree with it from a sit around the kitchen table after dinner drinking coffee and eating pie conversation mode but I still don't think the picture of the girl sitting at the table is that good you know Oh, the, 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 uh, the, the portrait, the Taylor Wessing thing. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like, okay, well, I still don't think it's, and you know what? Explain it to me how it talks about, you know, women's roles through time in society in England and how before they were eating McDonald's and now they're eating Starbucks and it shows how they're now in the, it's like, I don't care. It's a stupid picture. You know what I mean? Like, like. Well, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not as harsh on it as that. But I, I think within, no, it's had, a fine he, picture. I was going out of board just yeah. to make a point. But you see what I'm saying? Like, it's like, okay, well, it's fine. Right? Had he done about the that. whole series? Had I seen a series of, of, you know, eight pictures that had been taken every year or every two years, and we yeah. can see that nothing, you know, it's a commentary on how everything changes, but nothing changes. Or, but you know, what's you know, really interesting is that the other pictures we talked about are the four sisters. You know, those ones through time. Sure. Those are far ro- far more romantic images of those four women. Uh, you, mean, you mean compositionally, Compositionally and sure, aesthetically. Sure, 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 sure. So I wonder if you and I give that stuff more of a pass because uh, we find the romance in it. Man, I don't know. It's, I, see, and this is... this is Man, we're just one big bundle of bias, you and me. I don't know. We're right. What? I love... Mike's feedback because he gets me thinking about things and in ways that I, I mean, I, I didn't think about. And, and sometimes it changes my opinion or it, or it, or it drives me down a different road that leads to an opinion change or, or, or a belief shift. Um, and, and I just, hmm, it's good stuff. Yeah. It's really good. Um, anyway, so we yeah. will hopefully get permission to put this in here somewhere, but I, but I do yeah, think and it's and a I good And I would love to talk about this with listeners. Yeah. 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 Uh, if anybody's got any thoughts on that, podcast.takingpictures.com. Yeah. How do you guys look at art? Do you do you look at the intellectual first and then the emotional? And if 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 one exists but not the other, does it does it cease to be art or does it become better art? <sighs> I you know, I don't know. I, you know, sometimes I think if if that's kind of if 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 where the art world is going is this more um you could argue that it's almost a multimedia kind of way of thinking about it, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of these things are trying to make statements, but make statements along with words next to them or along with the music that's playing in the room while you look at the sculpture or whatever, right? I wonder if there's sort of this move from sort of uh, uh, mono <laughs> art to poly art, hmm. you know? Um and that you and I want something to stand on its own. And if it can't, 
that's it's it's failed to us you know it's sort of the it's you know it's sometimes it's sort of that if you can't tell whether they're making fun of something or supporting something like if they're if you can't tell whether they're making fun of modern art or it is modern art then it's not successful hmm you know Maybe. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see and, what you're and, trying to say. And that's sort of like an emperor's clothes thing, right? Which he, you know, figures upon Mike in his essay. I don't, it's good stuff. Mike should just publish these essays. Why does he I, email them? He should just publish them somewhere and then email us a link. I, I agree. All right, Mike, get on that. <laughs> wow. Thus saith the bill. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so thank you, Mike. Uh, I'd like to <clears throat> wrestle around with this some more. I, I think it's... Uh, hmm. What, do you, do you have some ideas? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just reading through it again. I, it's, you know, I, th- I think I blew your mind with the whole Rauschenberg observation. Yeah, you kind of did. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, you kind of did. And the, and the whole idea of it, it, it's that I completely sort of missed the point of, of the intellectualism of his work. Yeah. And or that I instead missing the point or just sort of ig- not ignoring it, but just sort of looking past it. Well, there, there's that, that there's the story, the, the de Kooning story. <clears throat> And and the, to hear him talk about it when when he says uh, just, uh, just real quick, if you'll indulge me, sure. so he says, and I think we've talked about this, but he yep. says uh, 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 he was doing he was doing these all white paintings, and he started drawing and then erasing his own drawings as as art, but he he got to the point where he said very quickly he said uh, they have to the drawings have to start as art. He's like it, me. Me erasing a Rauschenberg is just—it's nothing. It's just me erasing erasing a Rauschenberg. It has to. The drawing has to be art to begin with, right? So he decides that he wants to erase a de Kooning, and and the way he thought about it, he's like, well, maybe I'll, I didn't I didn't know how to ask him, and I didn't want to. So maybe maybe just thinking about it is the work. No, no, I got to go further than that. So then yeah. he gets a bottle of Jack Daniels and and go <laughs> knocks on his door and uh, and and says, okay, well maybe maybe this is the work. Maybe just just the asking is the work. Yeah. Uh, but de Kooning says, OK, I, I get it. I don't agree with it, but I get it. Uh, and I'm going to make it difficult for you because I want it to be something that I'll miss. I'm not yep. just going to give you anything. I want it to be something. Yeah, that I'm going to look through my stuff until I find something that's going to be sad to give to you. Right. So he gives him this piece that's got pencil and charcoal and, yeah. and you know, crayon and oil paint and all this stuff. And, and Rauschenberg says he spent a month erasing it. And that's that's become the work. I don't. God, now that I'm thinking about this, I don't connect really with the intellectualization of that. You co- I, you connect with the pain of of de Kooning giving him the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I collect. I connect with mm. with the sort of the 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 the, the romanticization. Is that a thing? Romanticization, yes. Yeah, uh, I connect with that of of not only the pain of 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 de Kooning parting with something that he loves, but but the pain and to a certain degree the guilt of Rauschenberg for destroying it. Yeah, to create something different, new, maybe. Yeah. To think so, about it a different way. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks, Mike. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> now I've got more to think about today. <laughs> 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 That's good stuff. 
Yeah. Hey, uh, can we can we talk about uh, Jim's voicemail? So we got a we got a voicemail. Yeah, from a listener who had had a decent question. Um, he he had worked on a shoot during the day, and the shoot went really well. And uh, he was on such sort of a roll that he decided to work with one of the subjects from the day shoot to, like, do something later that evening. And so they got together. He was all excited. He had an idea. And they went about it. And he was unsatisfied with the results. Is that a good way of putting it? Yes. Um, Dissatisfied? Dissatisfied? Unsatisfied? I guess they're two different words, aren't they, really? Yeah. I'm sure we'll get an email about he wasn't, that, too. He wasn't happy with... Yeah, Mike's, Mike's scribbling furiously even now. <laughs> he's, he's, he's three <laughs> paragraphs in before we finish the show. Um, and, and, and just didn't... just ah, He says that... He said it ruined his whole night. That, that, yeah. that this didn't work out the way he wanted it to. Yeah. I, what, what is it? Something like enter... <laughs> she, she left and then enter my headache or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's, he's thinking about this. Yeah. Beating himself up because it didn't go. And, and I guess well. here, the, 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 the larger question. So we'll expand it a little bit from that is, you know, you have certain, uh, you have a certain concept of what you're trying to achieve when you pick up your camera and you go take pictures, sure. whether it's street, whether it's, you know, still life, whether it's portraits, and sometimes you exceed your expectations and that's a rush. And sometimes you you uh, don't quite reach your expectations or fall flat on your face. You know, it's like you're riding towards the ramp and you hit a rock and go, you know, right, 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 right. Like, so how do you deal with that? Like, is 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 detachment the answer is is you see what I'm saying? Detaching from the subject? No, detaching from your expectations. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, but how do you do that? Yeah, well, how, I guess how that's do my you, question. How do you remove yourself from, from the expectation? I mean, look, everybody wants to, to – not everybody, but yeah, everybody wants to go, look, let's just let it be what it is and let's just let, let the art come out and let's just let the thing – but you can't. You right. can't because you're human and you want to do a good job and you, you want to look professional in front of your subject or, or you want to look like you know what you're doing in front of the client and you want to produce something that's, sure. that's that everybody likes. And, and I don't know how you can detach yourself from, from some degree of expectation. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of times it's out of your control. I had a, I had a shoot a few uh, weeks ago. Um, and I had to go travel to do it, and I went and I shot this subject for this magazine, and the subject was really tough. Mm-hmm. Like the the you know the like the way she held herself and and the way she like sat and all the rest of it. It was just sort of like it was almost impossible to get something that looked good, you know, mm-hmm. for lack mm-hmm. of a better word. And I came home and I was like, oh man, I got to send these off to the magazine. And there's nothing I can do about it, you know. And I did, and they were happy with them because they saw things in them that either I didn't see or whatever it is. But I was beating myself up the whole way home, like, oh, my God, I didn't do it. Shit, I screwed up. Like, I failed. Well, I think there's a difference. Is there such a thing as failure and success? Yes. There is. You want to think about that one? There is. No, I think there is. But I don't think they're they're as polar opposite – as as we tend to, and myself included, makes them out to be. Yeah. Nor do I think that ultimately uh, the concept of failure is as pejorative as we make it out to be. 
Oh, yeah, of course not. Because, I mean, there's always the next one, right? Unless, yeah. unless your worst failure is moments before you take your last breath. <laughs> yeah, but sure, you can fail. I yeah. mean, I, I, I shot this, uh, this, this, this protest march with uh, my F2. Yeah. And Wait, and you actually got them processed? No. Oh. <laughs> I didn't. No, I, I didn't load the film oh. correctly. So the film did not advance across the film plane. Wah, and wah. when I. Yeah. Yeah. So is that a failure? You bet it is. Yeah. Did I learn from it? Yeah. You bet I did. Were you embarrassed by that at the time? You, you were... bet. Yeah. You bet. Sure. You bet. It was, yeah. a, it was a rookie mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I, sh- I know better. I should, you know, I just, I, I don't know what, I, I could excuse it and say, well, I got in a hurry, whatever it is. But yeah, yeah it was a failure. Sure. And those types of things happen all the time to me. Yeah. You know, but, and, and, and it, it's okay to say that they're failures as long as, and this is something that I have struggled with for years, as long as you don't let the failure paralyzed you from getting back up and doing it again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and well, so to, that, to Jim, yeah. I mean, what do you say? You say, yeah, okay. So yeah, you, you maybe that you one. It. Yeah. Get another now, model if, and do it again. Do it again. Right. Yeah. yeah. Figure out what you did wrong and try it again. Uh, because you're going to screw up. Everybody's going to screw up. Yeah. The, 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 the challenge is being okay with screwing up. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially and, you know, I wonder if it is uh, I wonder if it's worse f- if if you have a client who's, you know, going to be the person who has to uh, who has to say yes or no. You know what I mean? Uh, Versus you being able to say yes. Yeah, or no? I wonder in some ways I get nervous when I feel like I haven't done my best work for a client. There's a certain kind of feeling that happens there. And there's a certain kind of feeling that happens when I think I failed myself. And they're very different sensations to me. It's a different okay. emotion. Uh, how do you, okay. How do you reconcile the, the, let's say you think you blew it, but the client and we, you and I have talked about this both offline and online. I think you think you blew it, but the client raves about a picture and you, you, you kind of look at that picture and go, yeah. Really? That or, one? or vice versa, where you think you nailed it and the client's unhappy. Mm-hmm. That's almost even worse because you're like, wait a minute. No, I didn't nail it. That's good. Right. <laughs> you know, um, I, I've gotten to the point now where, you know, I are there days that I'm off or there's days that I don't do as well as others or days that I'm not doing my best work? Of course there are. But even those days are are competent photography. You know, it's like I'm not I'm not not taking pictures well. I'm just not taking them at the level that I want to take them at or, oh, wow, that looks like a picture I would have taken four years ago, not a picture that I would have taken today. You know, um, I, I what, what I do then in, in the case where I don't think I've done a good job and the client says, great, I'm just like, great, super. You know what? I'll next time I have to remember to X, Y, Z, bring this piece of gear because that would have helped me or, you know, uh, make sure I try to make the subject have the guy do this, that or the other thing. Um, I mean, you just learned for it. It's iterative process, you know. Uh, photography is is most certainly an iterative process because ultimately you're taking one frame at a time and you want the next frame to be better than the last frame, you know. And it's always this sort of there's this there's this whole um, thing called uh, uh, sigma delta 
digital encoding. It's what SACDs use. And instead of instead of measuring the height of a of a wave like PCM does, like on a CD, uh, what it does is it just says, is this sample higher or lower than the last one? And if it's higher, it's a one. If it's lower, it's a zero. And the next one is, is the next one. It just says the same thing. And it does this like a million and a half times a second. And you can kind of do a process to turn that back into audio. But the cool thing about it is it's so simple. Is it better than the last one? Great. If it's not, you know, but we, you want this, 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 even you want some sort of slope that kind of moves upward over time. You know, and I think part of the thing is when we plateau and some pictures are better, some pictures are worse and it's about an even sampling. I think that's when we get frustrated or if things kind of go downhill for a little while because you they're stuck in a rut. I think that's when your sort of ego says, oh, my God, maybe I can't get any higher than this. And that's what scares me. Do you do you do any sort of postmortem after after a shoot either either successful shoot or a shoot that didn't go so well do you do you sort in of my write own out head or write it out? i don't yeah write do it you out. write it out no but i but i i'm not a big writer right but i think about it a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i i had an hour long train ride last week for a shoot that i had to come back on that i, I you know is fine and they came out okay and everyone's happy but like they weren't as good as i wanted them to be right but i remember thinking on the train I'm like what could i have done differently you know, if if I had gotten there earlier and the light was a little better in the sky, oh, maybe that right, would have helped. Right. What if I had told her this? What if I had, you know, reshot the stuff outside after she'd become comfortable after 40 minutes of shooting and talking? You know, maybe those would have come out better. You know, you sort of start sure. second guessing yourself. And those are just tricks for next time. Right. I mean, that, right, but that's right. the best you can do. But th- I think that's important. You know, I mean, I, the, the, the idea of the postmortem is something that I got into at Universal because we would do it after every project. We would yeah. do it as a group. And go, okay, what went right? What went wrong? Yeah. You know, how could, how can we make this better? Or, or, you know, how did, did we deliver too much? Did we deliver not enough? But are there times when that becomes hmm? where that intellectualizing it is, is self-defeating where the problem wasn't intellectual? Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely can't be applied everywhere. I mean, you know, there, there were, there were enough things that we worked on that, that, there were sort of these these empirical truths that had to be achieved and if they if they weren't then you didn't make it it wasn't it wasn't a, yeah. a question of aesthetics or a question yeah. of of you just failed yeah <laughs> guys it was supposed to be 5 yeah. minutes long it's 3 yeah. minutes long if the button doesn't work <laughs> yeah. you failed yeah okay yeah. you know <laughs> that's the thing i miss about programming yeah there works or it doesn't uh, well, sort of, but then you, well, you're there's tasked with, uh, you know, finding that one lone semicolon that should have been a colon and yeah, there's yeah. no way to debug it other than going through 480,000 lines of code. Oh my God. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm helping Nick up at the diner design his new menu and I thought we, you just did that. Well, we just do it's a menu? done. It's, it's sitting there, it's waiting, but like he keeps, it's like revisions and revisions and revisions. Cause there's like, you know, 112 different things on the menu and he's just like, Oh, I want to change basil to fresh basil. And I, you know what ah, I mean? Like it's, okay. so it's like little things all over. Oh, we need a colon over here. No, that's not capitalized. And this should be capitalized because it's Swiss cheese actually from Switzerland and not just Swiss style cheese. You know, it's like all that kind of stuff. And it's just like, has anybody oh. ever written Swiss style cheese on a menu? Well, Swiss cheese, if it's from Switzerland, is supposed to be capitalized. If it's Swiss cheese that's made in America, then it's not capitalized. Right. So there's all this sort of, you know, game stuff goes on, which no one would ever know unless 
Sakasagawa or or Matthewson <laughs> went to eat at the diner and read the menu. Well, hey, that's not right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm not going to eat here. Give me that back. Um, <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. I will try some of your lowercase Swiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so good. Um, anyway, I don't know. Uh, so to to Mike, I guess you no, know, Jim you, or Jim. I'm sorry. Uh, don't beat yourself up. It's just a, it's just reality. Like you're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have days that bother you. The trick is not to let that say this is everything that you're trying to accomplish in art is encapsulated in this one shoot right. and everything you've ever done. I, and I think that that's kind of what we do as people who make stuff is we always think the latest thing we're working on is the pinnacle of some sort of mountain we've built. You know, like you're just trying to improve yourself and make better stuff each time. And if one day you, you know, the two pieces of wood don't quite join together right, you think you're a bunch of crap. You know, well, it's I mean, it, look, you, you get some of these sort of platitude kind of, you know, what's your favorite photo of the next one I'm going to take? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, well, <clears throat> no. Yeah, right. No. Yeah. I, I no. mean, I, I just I just don't think that way. Yeah. You know, it's just no, that's just that's stupid. Just, you know, Jim, maybe maybe make some little mental notes of of what did go right and what didn't go right. And and ask yourself which of those things are beyond your control. And if they're beyond your control, I mean, look, this is really easy to say this into a mic. You know, you let it go. Now, I wish I could in an hour or so listen to this and go, oh, okay, that's all I need to do. (laughs) Thanks, guys. (laughs) Yeah, right. Thanks, Bill and Jeffrey. You guys are the best. Uh but it it, it it really does come down to iterating, you know, yeah. and and it, th- this is the 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 sort of iterative nature of of what we do is is the recipe for it. Right. Yeah, it's, life has an iterative nature. You know? <laughs> so anyway, hope that helps. Talk too. about platitudes. <laughs> right. It's a T-shirt right there. Uh, you like that? Uh, I do. Okay, I do. Uh, we should probably talk about a sponsor before we go too far. And as we speak, I am pulling up the sponsorship read. Hey, you know who uh, our first sponsor not, is, Jeffrey? Let's not read. Let's not read it. Let's wing it. I don't need to read this one. Let's wing it. Let's just I, wing it. Let's just, you know what? Let's just throw caution and logic and and good taste <laughs> to the wind. And, and contractual obligations. That's <laughs> through a, uh, all right. Well, maybe we do the read. Uh, hey, today's sponsor. Today's show is sponsored by Squarespace, which Jeffrey is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, online store, or blog for you and your ideas. Great stuff. I've been using their online store in the last week. Um, this is good stuff. They like I, you know, somebody wrote me the other day and they said, uh, you know, they they were like going to buy a print and 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 they said, oh, you know, I said just it's like integrated with Stripe. You know, I just like create a Stripe account inside of your Squarespace account. You link the two up and like payments just work. Yep. Money ends up in your account the next day. It's amazing. Uh, It's simple. It's powerful. It's beautiful. Squarespace is there for you when you need them. They offer 24-7 support via live chat and email. And it starts at just $8 a month. And if you buy a year, you get a free domain name thrown in for the year. So you save yourself whatever, 20 bucks there. 
There it is. Every site made on Squarespace is automatically going to be responsive so your website scales to look great on every device, which I can attest to. Uh, they got e-commerce built into every site so you can create an online store for your stuff. You know what's actually really cool? How you can sell digital goods on there. So you can sell e-books and right. say your case or, or music if you're a musician. Right. That's really or, cool. You can sell, just, sell the album right there. I'm just going to start selling rants. Just you record rants and then somebody has to give you 50 cents to listen to it? 50 cents? I'm just saying. How long is your rant? Long enough to warrant more than 50 cents. <laughs> That's a rant right there. Are you kidding me? 50 cents. Uh, all right. I'll send you a paper. I'm not even cents. worth a cup of coffee? <laughs> Jesus. Cover, well, not the coffee you drink. Cover Whoa. pages, a feature that allows you to set up a beautiful one-page one page online presence in just minutes. So you got to go get started with your free trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use the offer code uh, OTP and you'll get 10% off and show your support for On Taking Pictures. So thank you very much to Squarespace for their continued support of 5x5 and On Taking Pictures. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Build it beautiful. By the way, I was up at the diner. Wait, after, wait, wait. wait. You, know who, you know who uses Squarespace? Who? Nat Geo photographer and biologist Paul Nicklin. Excellent. Why did he have it on the website? Yeah. You just, you noticed that? I you, noticed that. Well, and he's, I like Paul Nicklin's stuff. He's, the stuff that he does with sea lions. And, sure. Oh, he's... We, we, face to face with a sea lion. It's, well, it's you know pretty, we we did this we did this this menu I was just talking about. Nick's just like oh I gotta ask you like what about a website? You do web design? I was like you. I'm like just get a Squarespace site. Just <laughs> just set it up on Squarespace. There's I'm sure you know there's templates that are sort of designed for restaurants. Just do that. Yeah. You know you'll be done and then you can edit it yourself, Nick, to your heart's, heart's desire and change basil to fresh basil. Right. You know. In the middle of the night, if you want, on your phone. <laughs> See, now I'm just now I'm looking at Paul Nicklin's work. Uh, well, you want to put a link in the show notes. Uh, okay. Hey, people, I, people I forgot to tell you. I, I went just real quick last last week. Was it last week? I think okay. it was last week. Uh, National Geographic Museum here in town has this thing called National Geographic Live, okay. where they they do uh, a variety of of speakers uh, and 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 uh, Amy Vitali was okay, in town yeah. and uh was was speaking and and talked about her adventures uh you know starting out as as a combat photographer and now does a lot of work with um the nature conservancy and and uh fascinating so here here's a funny thing so a uh, friend of the show Hugh Talman yep Amy was his intern back in the day oh back in the day yeah oh, look when at that. she was like 16 Oh, she's so cute. Yeah, she's really sweet. We used really her as nice. our photographer once. She has been a photographer of the week. Yep. So it was really neat. And if you if you are into Nicklin was uh, was a speaker there. Um, but if you are if you are in town, it's a beautiful theater. And from what I understand, they just uh, renovated it. Uh, it's it's really lovely. Um, let's see. Where is I'll put a link in the in the thing. All right. Show notes. Oh, okay. Put it in the show notes. Perfect. Yeah. Well, they have Paul theaters Nicklin. all over the place. Uh, they're yeah. everywhere. They're everywhere. That Nat Geo. You know, polar everywhere. bears are really cute. Um, but I could imagine them being. <laughs> I love when people are like polar bear. It's so cute. It's like no, that polar bear will eat you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not too into the idea of hanging out with a polar bear. Yeah. Or you know, I was watching a documentary the other day and a bunch of artists walking the John Muir. Trail. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. Did you watch that show? That I have that not thing? seen it, but it's on. I think it's in my uh, queue. 
Yeah, it's or, it was I'm cute. Sorry, my list. It's not a cue anymore. It was um it was interesting. It was good. But there's this scene where they uh meet up they like they see a bear and they're like close enough to be filming the bear. I'm like, "Nope. No." No. Uh so you had the, you put up these pictures of Roy Lichtenstein's uh studio. This is pretty cool. It's kind of neat, right? Yeah, um, what's the deal? Some uh, woman got to go in there. Right. Here, what's me, her name? Her name is Lori Lambrecht. She, yeah, wrote a, uh, she made a book. Walking into Roy Lichtenstein's New York studio in the spring of 1990, I entered the artist's visual world. Towering shelves of art books lining one side of the office led to a workspace where a tall brushstroke chair stood. Uh, on one of the studio or on the studio walls were large, nearly finished paintings, one boldly referencing Picasso on expansive tables. His resource and reference materials were readily accessible. Yeah, I, I dig this. And, and I've I've only seen a few of his pieces, none of which I've seen are as large as the one he's working on in the hero shot there. That's, yeah, that's, a, that's a big picture. Yeah. I, I didn't know that his work got that big. Yeah, that is big. Imagine, God, imagine how long that would take to do. Oh, yeah. And you know, I don't I don't know much about his process. Did he pencil things in prior to or or yeah, did that he... is a good question that I don't know the answer to. It's interesting looking at all of his work sitting on the table, like the comic things that he pulls out that he pulls from for right. inspiration and stuff. You know, I look at that kind of stuff and I think nowadays we can find stuff on the Web. We can stick it in Pinterest or in Evernote <coughs> or, you know, grab a screen grab and, and stick it in a folder. Right. Is that nearly as satisfying as ripping stuff out of magazines, sticking them on the wall? Are, are you, you mean, are you asking, I'm asking me you. personally? Yeah. Like, no, do you find, you, you don't find, see, either do I. I. I love going through ephemera and, and, you know, going to like bookstores or, or, you know, antique stores and, and even, even just finding old books that I want to use. I mean, I, I guess I, I like the availability of it. But I still end up printing things out and and using the printed matter rather than the electronic matter. Yeah, I'd rather so I'd rather composite analog than than composite in Photoshop. Yeah, something about like flipping through things in your hands or seeing them on a wall and being able to move them around next to stuff. It's very different than looking at stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. Anyway, uh, I have very a, cool. A, I have a friend who's a screenwriter uh, who still does everything note, note cards. on note cards and legal pads. Yeah. You know, he'll he'll do the sort of classic, you know, three by five cards pinned up to the wall of, of the scenes to move them around so he can move them around. There's just something satisfying. And I've asked him about why don't you go, you know, digitally? And, and I get why. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, you know, there's nothing that allows me to stand in front of a wall and see my movie. Yeah. Or, or see one pasteboard or artboard or whatever and see the entire movie. It's um. What is the there's a there's the word processor that um, Andy Anatko uses, which is whose name I can never remember. Is it Scrivener? Scrivener, I think. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. allows you to do sort of like little note cardy things down the side where you can kind of keep track. Mm-hmm. But it, but it's not a visual thing. Like you can't lay it out the way you want to lay it out. You know what I mean? It's sort of right. you go with the way they work. Um, I could totally see that. It's the same thing when uh, on Studio 60 on that TV show, when they used to work out the segments, they would do it on note cards, like on a grid. Right. right. And I could totally imagine that being very satisfying. Um, There's the whole crazy walls thing that that that, uh, uh, what's his name was talking about. Uh, Merlin and Dan were talking about on Back to Work. You know, the whole like um, uh, like in uh, 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 Homeland, you know, where you just 
So there's there's an entire uh, website, uh, Tumblr here. I'll give you a link in Skype. Crazywalls.tumblr.com. <laughs> and it's just crazy walls from movies and TV shows. Which oh, I think nice. is pretty good. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. I love um, seeing Lichtenstein's masking here. You look down some of these yeah, detail shots yeah. and he's masking out areas and it looks like he's printed out just patterns that he then cuts and composites for, in for the for the like stripes and polka dots and things right Right. yeah i mean that's how we'd have to do it right i mean unless he was just one of those freaky people who could do that kind of stuff i wonder are they all screen printed then i'll have to start looking into this this is this is kind of fascinating do you like his work uh i like yeah i do there there's a uh does it do piece? something that the original work that he's referencing doesn't do uh, I don't know enough about the original work to comment. Okay. Because uh, I look at a lot of his stuff and I go, okay, it feels like a comic. Yeah, I don't... I, the the comic, like the portraits and everything are not... They're not as interesting to me. There's a sequence that he did that's hanging up in the National Gallery right now um, in their... their uh, Oh, Jesus, what's it called? I forget the name of the show now. Um, here, I'll paste it into the Skype and okay. put it in there. It's a cow, and there's a progression. Like, the first one looks almost like a woodcut cow, and the second one is a little more abstract. And yeah, the third one is the Picasso. The third one's a little more cubist kind of looking, yeah. and then it just keeps getting progressively more and more abstract, and to the point where where... The, the the last one is almost this sort of Mondrian esque, you know, just just massive of geometric shapes. Yeah, that's neat. Uh, that I really find interesting. Where we can see, it gets, gets me back to like the contact sheets, the Magnum contact sheets. Sure. I want to see you working a subject. I want to see you working an idea. Yeah, and and I, I like that quite a bit. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'll put that link in the show notes too. Um. All right. What else we got here? Um, oh, so have Ooh. you heard about this whole... I, I read these when you put them in. <clears throat> okay, so Quentin Tarantino has filmed his new movie, Hateful Eight, uh, not only in seven, on 70 Which millimeter really film. Which looks really good, by the way. The movie or the 70 yeah. millimeter film? Okay. Well, if, if the 70 millimeter worked, yes. But just, you know, I'm a huge fan of Westerns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he, he 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 comes up with this new uh, new movie, and he decides to shoot it in seventy millimeter film. And then he goes, he was going to shoot it, I think, in Cinerama, is it? The, but then he ended up shooting it in Panavision. What is it called? It's like Super Panavision. Super Panavision. Yeah. Okay. It's two, so two seventy three to one, I think. So is like this crazy anamorphic format that yeah. uses lenses that to compress it and then decompress it on the other side, and to to sort of celebrate this uh, filming this way, he's decided that he's going to show uh, at at a hundred different theaters. I think it is uh, screenings of the movie actually projected in seventy millimeter. Um, the problem is, is that there aren't that many 70 millimeter projectors out there, especially not working condition in the level that they need them. And, uh, there aren't as many, uh, projectionists who know actually how to use this stuff. Um, so they've done a few screenings, I think in Los Angeles and I don't know about New York yet. Have they done New York? I don't know. I don't they know. Did a they few did a couple in, in LA and apparently one of them did not go well at all. Oh, the one at the crest <laughs> did not go well from this article. 
uh, apparently like half the frame was out of focus and going in and out of focus and there was flickering and there was all these problems to the point where during the intermission because he's showing it with an intermission uh they actually switched to the dlp digital projection for the second half of the of the movie now one of these articles that I put in here basically just sort of rips the whole part. And the question is, you know, basically is, is he helping film or is he now hurting film by, by having this happen, you know? And the, the other uh, essay that somebody wrote, the other article basically says, you know, I've seen both film do terrible failure level things. I've seen digital projections, which lost their subtitles halfway through. So, mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and gotten out of sync. And I've seen, you know, uh, movies whose prints have gotten stuck and, and burned out. And, and, you know, I, actually that happened to me when I saw Titanic with my sister, as the old woman was crawling up the back of the boat they were on at the last final scene of the movie. Oh, the research vessel when, before yeah. she threw the heart of the ocean in, uh, uh-huh. before yeah. she threw it in, or Heart the, of the Sea? Yeah, the, the film broke. Whoa. And I never, I've never seen the end of the movie. <laughs> uh, the boat sinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seen, yeah, I got that much. Spoiler. Um, but anyway, I just think that this is interesting. It just, it's a reminder that there are reasons, there are negatives to all of these things. There are positives and negatives to all of these different technologies that we use. And just saying, oh, we're going to go back to 70 millimeter because it looks so amazing and all these things. It's like, well, there's a lot there and there are reasons why we went away from 70 millimeter other than just it being cheaper to do digital well, in the long I, run look, and more consistent. If, if this worked, it would be amazing. If you, if you can see it in the way that, that you know, I'm going to try to go see it when it comes to New York at his house. You know, this is this is difficult stuff. I mean, they were talking in one of the articles about a guy being on staff or on site rather for two weeks tweaking this one projector to get it to work right. Yeah. What were they saying? Eighty thousand dollars of a theater to get this working. Right. That Weinstein shelling out. And it's and it's you know it's a it's a three hundred fifty pound reel of film. Yeah, because they've done it in one reel, which apparently is 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 more complex in some ways because they had to have four people carried up to the projection booth. But then the other problem is that if you split it up in other reels, then you need two projectors and you need somebody who can jump between them. Right. And and where are you going to find a, a an analog platter operator now? Not too many cities. Yeah. 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 So it's, I mean, yeah. If it if it worked, I think it would be. To, to Quentin's, I think Quentin called it glorious. And I think it would be. Yeah, I, I think agree. it would be to see this, this, you know, this piece of film that's got almost a three to one aspect ratio. You know, that's the other thing is, is the screens are not designed for them. Yeah. No, you're going to, ha- you think letterboxing is bad on 16.9. I mean, look at two, seven, three to one. You're going to have, you know, yeah. seven feet of, of black space above and below. Yeah. Yeah. I don't you know. know. I, I don't know. What, I guess. I guess the. I wonder if he is regretting having sort of. There's that video with Sam Jackson and him, the sort of uh, um, uh, hero video of them talking about. Oh, they use these lenses. They use this system. It looks so glorious. It's amazing. It's amazing. You can't. You can't wait to see it. And now there's talk of them cutting it from 100 theaters down to 50 theaters because they can't technically make it work. Right. So. It, you know, one of the people, I don't know if it was one of these essays or a third one that I've read, said, you know, uh, Tarantino and uh, who's the guy who did Interstellar? Um, uh, uh, 
Nolan, Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan and all these guys come out there and they talk about how film, they shoot in film and film is better and blah, 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 blah. You know what? Spielberg shot Bridge of Spies in film, but he didn't talk about it. You know, that was it's just, yeah, that the, was it's just the, the way he does what he does. Yeah. He didn't now, need what, to turn it, it into now, a Now, is thing. it being projected on film or is it being... Bridge of Spies is yeah. almost probably certainly digital in the end. Yeah. But, but you know, Spielberg shoots on film, but he doesn't like sit around fetishizing it and talking about it all the time. He just gets, his, he just makes his movies because that's how he makes movies, you know, and he's got the money to do it. Um, yeah. So it'll, anyway, it'll it's, be it's interesting, interesting to see how this turns out. Yeah. Um, well, the other part technically, is technically what a challenge. Though. Well, and somebody said here, the thing that I hate to say is that when it switched to digital in the second half, it looked amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody said that they're just like, it looked great. Uh, you know? Here it's uh, talking about the crest. <laughs> Uh, I've never been to that theater. Where is it exactly? I don't. It's in L.A. somewhere. I've never been. Okay. Uh, Morris says the Crest's adjustable curtains, known as the masking, simply don't have a setting for ultra Panavision. We just couldn't bring the masking up any higher. It was two feet narrower vertically than a normal movie. Some theaters will make special modifications for the roadshow. Chicago's Music Box Theater is installing a new 40-foot screen for the event, as well as a new sound system. But that adds further financial pressure for the screenings to come out flawlessly. Yeah, at a certain point, it's like, guys, like how how many hoops are we going to jump through to make you feel good at the end of the day, you know? Look, and that's the thing is this this movie, it might be a terrific film and it probably will be. It might be his last film and it probably will be. You think so? But he says it will. Oh, interesting. He says he wants to write, but it's not going to be Titanic money. It's not going to be Star Wars money. It's not going to be Avengers money. It's an it's Westerns have become a niche genre, unfortunately, and because look, they're probably my favorite genre, but I'm the first to admit this has got a niche audience. Yeah. Re- regardless of the star power that's in it. You know, you've got Sam Jackson. He's got a huge following. Kurt Russell uh, never really got the following he deserved, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> I I think he's hugely underrated as an actor, but whatever. Um, you know, th- these types of ensemble pieces, they're not going to make a billion dollars at the box office. Yeah. You know, not so gonna happen. it's not going to happen. Um, hey, uh, kind of a non sequitur. Somebody I follow and I can't remember who it who it is off the top of my head, but it's on Twitter was talking about selling some gear so that he could get a I want to get the name right. Is it Devere? What's a Devere? Uh, it's a De- yeah. Devere and larger. Um, it's a digital and larger. Oh, it's got okay. it's got a 17 megapixel LCD panel, and allows you to print darkroom prints from digital photographs. Oh, it's got to cost a fortune. Uh, I think they're like I don't know, 2,500 bucks, 1,200 bucks. That's like that. it. Uh, let's see here. Devere. Wonder how it has a 17 megapixel LCD panel. How's the data getting onto that thing? That's enormous. That's like over 5K. Uh, here shopping. I saw one on on uh, on eBay. Hmm. Anyway, th- I just th- not to get spun up on the price. Yeah, but that's or anything, cool. But uh, I just thought it would be interesting to to be able to shoot digital and print analog. Yeah, for as long as they make those papers and chemicals. <laughs> uh. Well. Yeah. <laughs> you, you think you think we'll see an end to that? 
eventually, in the sure. Future. You know, and I, the problem is that, you know, I've been doing some prints for this print sale. I'm like, you know, the prints that come out with my Epson look pretty darn good. I don't think people are doing it for the quality. By yeah, they're doing it. Yeah, they're doing it for some sort of. But at the point at which it's just projecting essentially a, a little computer screen down onto the paper, isn't that losing half of what made it cool? Maybe. Like, yeah, I, I'd almost rather print out negatives and do contact prints. I feel like that's closer to what I would want out of it. Shoot, rather than shooting, shooting film all the way through? No, shoot digital, but then print, oh, 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 print oh, oh. negatives that you then use to make contact prints. At whatever mm-hmm. size you want to make them, as like platinum or palladium, you know? right? Kind of like what Gary did with the the palladium printing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that idea. No, that idea is really cool. And the price of platinum is is come down a lot in the last year, so it's a good time to get involved. So then you make basically a digital kind of an internegative at whatever size you want the final exactly piece to be. You just lay it on the paper and expose yeah, yeah, yeah. it to X amount of light. Yeah. Oh, I dig that. Yeah. See. And huh. then, I mean, because I feel like this is basically just projecting it onto a piece of paper. It's like, okay, well, then really the only analog part of this is that paper. Uh, sure. In this example, yeah. 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 You know, and that's sort of like, well, then, you know, I don't know. You might as well, you might as well just have a printer print out the paper then. Right. <laughs> Go the final step. Uh, um, hey, you want, you want I think we better, let's save that for next week. Yeah, I do, I do too. Okay. I was just okay. going to ask you about that. Give me, give me, give me the rundown. What is it? Uh, it, NPR article. Uh, is it is it bad if art is boring? Yeah. yeah this guy's argument is that it's careful. Okay. Don't give too okay. Much I won't. I'll, I'll just. We won't tease it. But we're going to talk about this article next week. Yeah. Uh, it's on NPR. So I, I will say Mike, that the one go, thing go that makes me the one thing that makes me a little like worrisome is yeah. that the guy who wrote it is a philosopher. Okay. Well. Just saying, just putting that's, that out there is a little that's tease. A, that's a that, that'll be a tease for my rant. That's a way of, of looking at it. Yeah, we'll we'll tee that up. But can we put it in for next week? Yep, I, yeah, yeah, I put it okay. in, it's in the show notes. Uh, and uh, this uh, this year's uh, photographer, I don't understand exactly why Time Magazine is picking its Instagram photographer of the year. Since when does Time have anything to do with Instagram? Um, uh, has picked uh, this woman, Stacy Kranitz. Yeah, Stacy Kranitz. Yeah. What do you think? I like her stuff. Look, I I think they've got a pretty good record. Last year they picked Matt Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like uh, Matt Black better than this, but I I have I have gone in and followed everyone that they've that they've suggested. Uh Ruddy Roy I already followed. He's the only one that I followed, I think, out of out of the list who I okay, think from is, before. Yeah, I think he's good. I like his stuff and I like the stories that go Plus along. Plus he's got with a good it. name. Ruddy Roy? Yeah. Yeah. Um could be like a stock car racer. Yeah, yeah. And Ruddy Roy, come on down. <laughs> Ruddy Roy and the ladies got three cars. <laughs> Sorry, Ruddy. And we're at the flag. It's Ruddy Roy. Oh Jesus! <laughs> at least it's so, not Cole Trickle. <laughs> Cole Trickle? Yeah, that's the guy's name. It was, it was Tom Cruise's name in Days of Thunder. Oh God, I never watched Days of Thunder. <laughs> Is, it, is Days of Thunder satisfying or no? It's it's Top Gun and Cars. So, you know. So, so it's yes. awesome. <laughs> so, yes, it's enormously satisfying. <laughs> you know what's not satisfying? I watched the uh, the Independence Day trailer. Looks awful. Yeah. It looks awful. Don't redo that. Leave it, leave it the weird 90s thing that it was. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I like this girl's work a lot. 
one of the things that I that I kind of the way they 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 chose her. Yeah. Or one of the one of the factors was was y- because she uses the platform the way it was designed to be used. What does as, that mean? As, from, and I, hmm. as, as just a platform for posting what's interesting to you. Yeah. Matt Black says that to witness things as they happen. I like is that what that. Instagram is for to witness Maybe. things as they've happened. I mean, shouldn't it ha- be? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you could say know. then, you know, should all photography just be, you know, uh, documentary street photography? I kind of like that we're just seeing her passing through life. Yeah, sure. I kind of like that. Um, I mean, I guess we're all trying to do that at some level. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, good stuff, though. I like her stuff. So uh, uh, let's see. What has she got? Uh, wow, 67,000 people following. That's, that's a well, lot. Now she, now she has a lot. She probably had a lot before, but now she probably has even more. I bet Ruddy's got more. Yeah, 261,000. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, Ruddy's stuff is kind of like the Humans of New York. Right, um, right, right. Brendan, Brandon. Is it Brendan or Brandon? I think it's Brandon. Brandon? I don't know. I tend to like uh, Ruddy's point of view quite a bit. I like his stories. He seems to spend some time with people. And I don't know. Maybe Brandon does, too. Yeah, I like man. them both. This is good. I like. I like. I, looking at her feed, I like it. Be, I like her stuff better than I liked it when I was just looking at the uh, ones that they chose. Hmm. If that makes any sense. I think. I think her work and the and the work in these in these finalists is more interesting than the Taylor Wessing stuff. Uh, yes. Yeah, For me. Is. Yep. Yeah. It's a strange, strange world we live in. Uh, all right. What else we got? Uh, I think that's about it. Oh, we got We got to talk about one more response. You want to talk about stuff. unity? <laughs> you want to do that one more time? <laughs> unity. This episode is brought to you by Unity. Unity is an easy and free app that enables your computer to work like a home media server, giving you access to all of your media files on your computer from your iPhone or iPad. For more information and to download Unity for free, visit getunity.com slash pictures. That's G-E-T. Uh, Y-O-U-N-I-T-Y <laughs> dot com slash pictures. So it's Unity like you and like me. Like you. You. Yeah. Uh, Unity does a lot of things. You can access and share your movies, videos, photos, music, and documents across multiple computers with, with little or no setup or configuration. With Unity, all of your files are kept secure and private on your own computers. Unity just creates a connection that lets you access them remotely. This means that you have access to all of your files without taking up any space on your iPhone or, or iPad. And since we're talking about taking pictures, let's talk about their photo features, Jeffrey. Uh, with Unity, you can access your high-res high photos stored on your computer from your iPhone or iPad, like we said, you can post photos directly to Instagram that are stored on your computer and avoid the lengthy process of having to email yourself photos and then save them to your camera roll before posting them on Instagram. I do it through Dropbox myself. Uh, you can keep large image files from clogging up the storage on your iPhone or iPad and yet still have access to them. You can view, share, download Lightroom photos and catalogs. You can access or share any of your Apple photos stored in your computer from your iPhone or iPad. You can privately share photos from your iPad or, 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 or iPhone that are stored on your computer. So if you know you have your picture sitting on your computer and I need to send it to you, I can you know log on to my computer, send you a link. Uh, uh, you could print any of your photos to the nearest AirPrint-enabled printer. Do you have any AirPrint-enabled printers? 
I do. I have a brother uh, uh, AirPrint uh, laser printer. Interesting. And uh, you can push photos to your TV with AirPlay and Apple TV, which is pretty cool. So install Unity for free and experience a new level of on-the-go access to any of your photos. To learn more and get started with Unity, visit getunity.com slash pictures. That's G-E-T-Y-O-U-N-I-T-Y dot com slash pictures. And we thank Unity very much for their support. Woot. Let's talk about pics, baby. Let's talk about unity. <laughs> Let's Gosh. talk about pics. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> uh, <sighs> yeah, I'm installing it right now. All right, do it. I am. Uh, so wait, uh, we got to talk about last week's assignment. Hold on, I'm installing unity. All right, unity. I'll do it later. Unity. <laughs> uh, last week's assignment, uh, junk. Yeah, I like junk. I like uh, Jason Martin's food with the with the food, the junk food. <clears throat> Mostly because here. even though he has like hamburgers crushed up in his hands, they still look delicious to me. I would, I would eat that burger at the moment. I would murder that burger. Would you really? You yeah, would just I'm, you would you would go to town on. I'm it. starving. Uh, Andrew Shields. I I love that. I want to go to that asylum. I don't want to go to any asylum. I want to go. Leave me I want there. to see it. Nah, I want to see it. So we got to do a Detroit, a Detroit meetup. We're going to Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> uh, I also like uh, Mo Morgan's picture of the the glasses on the cup on the bench. Yes, that's cool. Yep, I like that's that good a stuff. lot. Uh, uh, a lot th- of pictures of dumpsters. Uh, oh, no, D- Dennis Rancourt's black and white one of the hubcaps is awesome. Yep, I like that I'm one. Give that one a thumbs up right now. Uh, I like the chair from Gardner. And when I originally pulled these up, it was side by side with Florian's picture of the car and the and the, the kind of alleyway. Yeah, oh, and, and I thought, oh man, smashed. what a cool diptych. Well, you could. I'm sure the two of them could get together and make that happen. Yeah. So you know, you know, if if there were if there were prints of those. And uh, Tim Schuf, he, uh, he, he had some dumpster action. Uh, Andrew Shields, another one of the the chair on the side of the road. I dig that. Yeah. Uh, Mike Waller, thank you for the... Uh, what are these sweaters that Justice Pang is wearing? Meow Christmas, son of a nutcracker. Have a Merry Christmas, meow. Is that a thing? I don't know. Is that is that a uh, is that a meme that I'm unaware of? Should we talk about it, meow? Oh, God. Come on, My, didn't you see Super, Tro- Super Troopers? It's the cat game. Uh, I never actually saw... How many um, times can you say meow? I'm not going to play this game, meow. Oh, meow, you're just teasing me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so some good stuff, really good stuff. Um, And just, you know, the the other photos that people have been putting up. I love, did you see Jeremy Bryant? He just posted this morning, or uh, uh, I think it was this morning, the biker gang, like the little bitty bikes. Oh, wait, let me see. Uh, It's black and white. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cute, right? Yeah. I never. Those look really uncomfortable when you see the kids like riding those little tiny bikes. Yeah, a little BM. It's like a six foot person riding a BMX bike made for a thirteen year old. Seems like a really uncomfortable thing to do. Yeah. Uh, David Lawrence, nice, good stuff. Oh, hey, I got a print from. Uh, I got to thank him, Gareth. Gareth Lewis. Okay. Yeah. Remember the the print of the girl in the train station with all the blur kind of around her. But sure. Yeah. He sent me a print of that. What a uh, nice so, guy. I know, Gareth. So thank you very much. It's lovely. Uh, Way to suck up, Gareth. I love Prince. Hey, if anybody <laughs> else wants to send Prince, you know, I love him. 
Why not surround yourself with with people's work who you find interesting? I completely agree. I'm down with that. You're down. You're down with that. Uh, so, okay. So, oh, hey, and somebody, uh, can I just ask a real quick request? Sure. If anybody's in Portland, there's a, I love me some field notes. Uh, I have many, 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 many field notes. Wait, notebooks. you can't just order them? You can't order this particular print. It's called the Dead Print Edition. Uh, it's at the Drapeland pop-up shop. Uh, and I don't know if they have them left, if anybody can confirm or deny who who lives in Portland. It's on Northwest Broadway. There's a link in the group. It's 438 Northwest Broadway, the Drapeland pop-up shop, and they have a Dead Notes edition of Field Notes. I don't know how much they are. I don't know if they're more because they're a limited edition. What is so great about this Dead Notes edition? Oh, these are the ones that are... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're we just neat looking. This. Yep. Yeah, we discussed this, right. So I don't know if they're available. If anybody's in the area and can pop in, let me know. These are like uh, the original, like one-of-a-kind ripped apart ones or something right like yeah 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 so just text me or something or, or right. tweet me or something uh anyway what do you what do you think about this week uh this week's photographer of the week oh wait what what assignment oh, oh assignment you, oh i forgot you, we did should the assignment. It be, should okay. it be fandom it or should it be, be collector i think it's no it should be fandom in in deference to star wars coming out on thursday what if people aren't fans of star wars somebody could be a fan of anything so what are you a fan of? We want to yeah. see what you're or a fan of. pictures of somebody else who's a fan of something. Ooh, that's kind of cool. So if yeah. you're going to like one of those uh, yeah. one of those festivals or something, or get pictures of cosplayers or yeah. those. Two fans, one of them with latex all over it, and that could be fandom. Oh, God. <laughs> just setting up. I'm just setting up expectations oh, for you, Jeffrey. Oh, Jesus. Gardner's setting it up right now. Yeah. <laughs> Gardner's it, screaming, Piper, come in here for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I'm um, home, Dad. <laughs> fandom. I like fandom. Hashtag fandom. Fandom. Right. fandom. Fandom, fandom, fandom. All right. Okay. So, photographer of the week is uh, Roy... Oh, God, did we get this right? Go ahead. Uh, DeCavara? Roy DeCarava. DeCarava. See, I can't... I'm terrible. I'm terrible at this stuff. Oh, DeCarava. It's like cava. is uh, like Spanish champagne, right? Is it? Yeah, it's like bubbly wine from from Spain. It's cava, I do believe. Uh, well, this is, is carava. Yeah, I know. This is this is even better. It's not uh, Roy de cava. No, it's carava. But I see, the, I see, see, I see the C A R A. I see a C A V A in my head. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. Look, it's a it's about cars because there's <laughs> there's car in it. You know what? <laughs> It's about cars and Ava Gardner. Yeah. Look, car Ava. <laughs> uh, Roy was an African-American patron photographer uh, from Harlem and uh, is, 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 is known for his work, early work chronicling the lives of uh, African-American jazz artists in Harlem. And his stuff is amazing. The, yeah, uh, it really is. It really the, is. The pictures, this was sent in actually by somebody. Let me, let me look it up here. Um, the pictures especially... Uh, Justice Pang sent it in, actually. Oh, thank you, Justice. Um, his pictures of specifically a lot of the jazz guys. There's this amazing picture on this uh, Masters of Photography link I'm going to put in there. Okay. Um, of, uh, uh, well, there's like Langston Hughes and all these like writers and people. But there's this picture of Coltrane uh, playing soprano sax, which I'll put in Skype here for you. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I wasn't aware of this guy until uh, no, this uh, is Justice great. sent this in. Yeah, uh, that's a terrific look shot. Look at that shot. 
Yeah. He's just like culturing, like doing it. And it's like a little motion blurred and then yep. go like two or three forward. And you get to this picture of this guy like laying on, like moving Pepsi bottles. Oh uh, yeah. Just leaning into it. Yeah. 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 So that's great. great. So, so this guy is fantastic. And, and this is the kind of stuff where you look at it later and you can, um, you can feel, you can imagine what the people felt like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah, is really amazing at capturing time and place. Yeah. 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 In fact, there's a, here, you know, on the, on the, his website slash tribute dot HTML up here, uh, is a, is a video on Vimeo here. And you had a video, another video on YouTube that somebody had put together. Right. Um, but this is like a 20 minute little tribute, which is pretty great. Uh, yeah, this is cool. Sh- shows him looking at his own stuff, talking about it, interviews, you know, people turning, you know, giving him awards and all that kind of stuff. And a big he, old Nikon F hanging around his neck. Yeah. Really well spoken. This guy's yeah. badass. Yeah. Uh, Terrific. So thank you. Yeah. I love this. It's good Let's stuff. See, right? Are there books? Can you put books in? I will find books and put books in. Hey, uh, Speaking of like books and prints, you've got a print sale going. I do, uh, and it's, it theoretically ends tonight. Okay. If any listeners, if you've got stuff that you're selling, let us know. Let, yeah. You know, let us help get some eyes on you. Yeah. yeah. Podcast it on taking pictures. I mean, you know, why not? Jeez. We're a community after all. Right. Uh, yeah. Roy, Roy DeCavara. Roy DeCarava. I God, like this I stuff. I keep getting it wrong. That's all right. DeCarava. Decarava or Decarava? <laughs> Which is right. You just got to let me hoist my own petard, aren't you? Uh, you're the worst. <laughs> you got anything else before we wrap this up? No. Okay. Podcast at ontakingpictures.com. You can find us both on Instagram and uh, the Twitters, at Bill Wadman, at Jeffrey Sidoris. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, as people often do, yep. that's 347-687-9411, and we love listening to those. Yes, we do. Uh, you got anything else? No. Thank you for listening. Uh, and, and uh, you know, have fun shooting. Keep posting things. Keep sharing. Yeah. Keep and, commenting. And enjoy your Star Wars. That's right. Oh, I'm, I'm so not excited. going until next Tuesday night. So I'm going Thursday. Oh, so excited. <laughs> Better be good. I, you know what? I don't, I don't even want to know. I don't want to know. I'm not. Okay. I, I, is there is there a way you can? I know you can do filters to search for things on. Twitter, but is, can you block? Like I don't on Twitter, know. yeah, you can actually because Syracuse did it. He set up block filters on on Twitter so he doesn't hear anything about it. Oh, he was awesome. He was just like, I don't want to hear about it. I want to go to the theater and I want like I don't want to see the people coming out. I don't want to hear a word they say. I don't want to hear <laughs> the that? hand gestures. Wow. It's so awesome. Oh my god. I don't want to I don't want to see hand gestures. Yeah, he's like he's like I don't want to see their faces. I don't want to see a word they say. <laughs> don't come out and give me a thumbs up, mister. Yeah, I don't want to know. Uh, he's like I want to sit down. I want to have like things in my ears until the show starts. I'm just going to have like cotton in my ears. It's really <laughs> he awesome. He doesn't want to hear the banter of the of no, the other theater He doesn't want to hear other people talking about what they've read. <laughs> it's so awesome. I love that guy. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. That's so oh, great. John. All right, John. Well, uh, we we will find out uh, if it was any good uh, next week. Yep. And um, all right, anything else? Nope. All right, we'll see you next. Thank week. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week, everyone.
this way Say what you want to say Though I know your words will lay me out So I can hear you think out loud Going through your thoughts the way Say what you wanna say I know what you will say will